Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. I am your curator, Professor Grunsplatter. Beyond these doors crouch the wonders, horrors, and wry smiles of an uncanny world. This world, your world. Should you choose to come inside, the sounds and stories that the shadows tell will be yours to behold. Make no mistake, it is a place of questions, not answers. A place where the tickle in your belly or the twitch in your eye simply mean you're paying attention. But then if you weren't curious, you wouldn't be here. There will be no refunds once you enter. Thank you for your attention and the brave ones.
Greetings, welcome to the Spookatorium. This is episode 55. The show opened with Lemna and the track Nature of Karma. Following that was Nostalgia with Silence Maris. And the last one you heard was Olhan with Unexplored. And I don't know if I never realized this or if I had forgotten, but uh, Massimo from Bad Sector is one half of that project. Uh, in a little bit, I will have something about the Lake Michigan Stonehenge, which may sound a little more dramatic than it actually is, uh, but it was discovered uh, where I grew up in the waters that I stared out at most every day. And at that time, the site was still undiscovered, so we'll dig into that. Uh, but first, this is the protagonist with Strife.
Hättest du auch deine Seele dem Teufel verschreiben? That was Gravismond, and the woman behind that 
uh, also played synth for the black metal project Abagor for a little while. That track was called Bloodstrom. Uh, before that was the Black Monolith with Monday, the Archon's Dominion. And opening the set was the protagonist with Strife. As you point yourself back toward the mundane, take a moment to stop and drink in one of these roadside attractions. The story this time takes place in the area that I grew up, uh, Grand Traverse Bay. It's actually two bays divided by a uh, beautiful peninsula. Uh, is the tourist bread and butter of Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, the local saying is that the bay is part of your pay. Uh, the, the bay is open up to Lake Michigan and then the Great Lakes chain as a whole. And to look out at the water is not that different from looking out at the ocean. The waves are just a bit smaller. Uh, it is in the northern portion of Michigan's Lower Peninsula on the western side of the state. Um, when I lived there, it was about 25,000 people, I think. We had one high school, one junior high. I think they have two now. Um, but it's, it's woods and lakes, and it's a picturesque place. Uh, in the heart of the town, there was an abandoned asylum of multiple buildings that was something straight out of a hammer horror film with steeples and iron gates and all of the... Halloween trimmings. Um, maybe one of these days I will do something about that place. I left there in 91 because for all of the things about it that there are to like, it's hard to see a lot of opportunity there for someone of my constitution. Um, so none of this was known when I lived there. Uh, in 2007, while searching for shipwrecks, uh, Mark Holly, a professor at Northwestern Michigan University, discovered a series of standing stones about 40 feet below the surface. Um, and I'll have a few pictures of this on the video version. They summoned the archaeologists who have determined that the stones are somewhere between 9 and 10,000 years old. Uh, to put that in perspective, the pyramids in Egypt are believed to be between 3 and 5,000 years old. And the real Stonehenge is also believed to be roughly 5,000 years old. Uh, the thinking is that this predates the last Ice Age before the formation of the Great Lakes. Uh, Holly, on his own site, tries to minimize the sensationalism and uh, is very clear that it's not a megalithic site and that there is no henge. Uh, he clarifies it like this, quote, The site in Grand Traverse Bay is best described as a long line of stones, which is over a mile in length. Portions of the find form a circle. Uh, one stone in particular that is roughly three and a half to four feet high and about five feet long has what some believe to be a petroglyph of a mammoth. Um, I'll have pictures of this. If the photos that I found have not been augmented, then I can certainly see why they believe that it is a drawing of a mammoth. It does look that way. Um, the mammoth, I think, if I remember right, is the state fossil of Michigan. Uh, the experts have not been able to concretely confirm the petroglyph because of the difficulty in getting to it uh, for proper testing. 
There is not far away another purported stone circle uh, on Beaver Island, which is an island in Lake Michigan a bit north of Grand Traverse Bay that has not been carbon dated that I could find to compare with what was discovered underwater. Um, uh, I found something from the University of New Hampshire that they had done some work on burial mounds in Michigan. And while there are only a fraction that remain from what they believe were once there, uh, this same region is noted as having a high concentration of them. Dating on those tends to be far more recent from about 1,000 to 500 years ago, so it's not relevant, but there are places that have a generational relevance that snakes through history and the populations that come and go often settle in these places that later come to have some kind of mystical significance um, when we look at their complete history, so I found that interesting. Um, as with most of these things, there is no information on how the Grand Traverse Bay stones got there. Theories include the go-to that it was a native ceremonial site, to that it was a happy accident of glacial deposits that has no underlying meaning. Um, confirming the authenticity of the petroglyph would go a long way towards shaping the narrative, I would think, but right now, and with it being such a new find, um, there's not much in the way of answers. Uh, funding has been an issue in assisting with further study, and as best I can tell, they haven't disclosed the specific location in the bay in order to try and preserve it.
sails through swaying to tonight through endless notions of twilight and ocean increasingly creates a chasm between them and me incomprehensible views as we stifle confusion in creaky pews and Let me know and I will remove it from the feed. 
You can reach the show at spookatorium at gmail.com. The website can be found at spookatorium.org, and your comments are always welcome. Thanks very much for spending some time here.
That was Gollum Mechanique, and that track is just called Side A from the Electro release. Before that was Ghost Ships with Descending Through the Dark, and opening that set was Blood of the Black Owl with Calling Lake from uh, the Rivers Within Shadows release. I think that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you, as always, for stopping by for a little while. I do appreciate it. Uh, Next time out, I'll do the traditional Halloween episode, which is usually a little longer. And to bring it home today, this is Verna with a track from their new release, Cathedral Inside Me. This is Keystone Ground to Ashes.